Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and that's sass and that's yo beer. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm Mike. I'm Nate. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. How do you say that name? No idea. Gabaldon? Sure. Diana G. Gabaldon. Uh, Gabaldon. <laughs> like Scottish. That Brigadoon. <laughs> and uh, I'm starting with beer. So, the book takes the main character, um, the Sassanach, Sassanach, um, Claire Beauchamp, or whatever fucking dumb Frenchy name is. Beecham. Beecham, yeah, that's the british the way, right? It's not even she, close to how that's written. There's a, there's a lot of uh, English names like that, and English just place names. Yeah. We're like, wow, you just gave up in the middle, huh? <laughs> uh, so, she... Is from uh, 1946 or something like that is her time. And she's magically transported back to 1743 Scotland. So she's dealing and, you know, she's trying to get back to her her present by dealing with the past. So this beer is called, uh, it's an American barley wine from Other Half Brewing's sort of side project called Past and Present. See, I think it's when they do a style that's not super popular with microbreweries these days. And... American barley wine is certainly not the kind of thing you see often. Is it different than other, other half wines? really just makes IPAs, stouts, and sours. This is off the beaten path. Coming in at 10% alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's compared to the stouts they make, it is so subdued. <laughs> like it is just sweet, malty flavors. And a little, little tiny bit of hop uh, bitterness in there. It's very good. I mean, I, I don't gravitate towards this kind of beer because it's like, oh, that's, that's nice. It's, it's great, but I need, I need the... I've been reamed out. I need special things now. <laughs> I need my beers to be ribbed for my pleasure. Oh, no. So the book was published in 1991 and started the Outlander series, which I think is still going on. I don't the think show? it's done. No, yeah. The show is still happening. The show is still but happening. But a book just came out last year in the series. Good Lord, Really? Yeah. She must never get back to the present, huh? <laughs> Maybe by the end or she's like in she... the future or it becomes like an aliens book. <laughs> so it starts off with Claire Beecham and her husband Frank Randall, who is a history professor, and they are taking their and second a honeymoon. The former first... spy. Mm. But in the like the nerdy British nineteen forties sense where he just spent time like Trying to crack the Enigma code. <laughs> like, Gentleman of Leisure Spy. At Bletchley Park or wherever the digital code breaking. So they're in Scotland for their, their second honeymoon because the war interfered. And he's just doing some super nerding out about his genealogy. He's like, check this out. I'm related to this guy. And she's like, I could not give less of a fuck. But <laughs> I love you. And then they go to the Scottish Stonehenge. It's and a small stone henge, like in um, Spinal Tap. <laughs> it's a hengelet. <laughs> and it's a little bigger a than ceremony. the one in Spinal Tap, <laughs> but not much. <laughs> and there's, they witness a bunch of the old crones and and all the ladies from the little town do a little ceremony there, and then uh, she falls into a rock. Well, they go back home, and then she falls into a rock at night. They see the thing, and they go, oh, wasn't that quaint? And then they go back home, and then they spend another couple days researching gene- genealogy. And it's a 700-page book. And then 
Nothing has happened yet. <laughs> and then it's happening in real time. And then they go back to. Um, uh, eventually, Claire wants to go back to the stone again. Like you know, I'm going to go back there in the morning. I saw an herb I really liked there. Or she's a, herb. Yeah, yeah, she's a plant British. lady. She's totally into plants. Um, and and then when she's there the second time, Hot. she touches the main stone, and she hears some like oh big rushing sounds, and suddenly is like wow that was buzzing bee sound. She's like oh wow that was weird. It's almost like I'm. Wandering into the fog, <laughs> which could actually describe almost anywhere in Scotland at almost any time, but uh, this is called <laughs> Wandering into the Fog by Abomination Brewing. It is a double India Pale Ale. Uh, it doesn't say what hops it has. It is 8.6% alcohol. Mm, it's good. Yeah, really good. I think this is the first Abomination Brewing I've had. The name sounds familiar. I did store cold and drink fresh, so I did follow the directions. Well, that's good. On the can. North Haven, Connecticut. Um, so she was like, well, that was a, what a doozy. Where am I? And immediately it's like, I'm at a guy, Renaissance fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a British guy is like, hey, it's Frank. Why are you put on those old clothes? Runs over to her. And it's not him. It's that ancestor you heard about. Captain Jack, Black Jack, Buttfucker Randall, <laughs> and he's... For some reason, they I didn't mean, write that in the genealogy. That part was lost in the annals of time. <laughs> but he's instantly, he's like, who are you? I'm going to rape you. And that's the first <laughs> Basically, thing Basically, yeah. And uh, I noticed it's that... It's not subtle. It's not subtle, and she really, whatever Diana Gabaldon's name is, she really likes the Scottish and doesn't like the English too much because all of the English characters in the book are rapists and sodomites. <laughs> They're closeted Except for Claire. gay rapists. Except for Claire. And that's because, and that's why they gave her a very French name. <laughs> she's, she's like, it's not really that English. But every, the other two English characters that are in it, they just want to fuck every cute man in the butt. That's all they want to do. Though Randall, you don't know that right away. That's a big reveal later. Instead, you think he's just your garden variety rapist. Mm, Turns no, out, he's, then the secret comes out. But in this part, you're like, "Wow, that was rapey," which was the one thing I was told about the show. Like a person yeah. I worked with was like, "Oh, Outlander's a good show, but it's kind of rapey." <laughs> so like, what? Do, that's what, a strange what do you mean by that. <laughs> it's not an adjective that you hear a lot about TV shows. Usually just about, I mean, if you said Oz is kind of rapey, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. That's not even kind of rapey. That's just the rape show. <laughs> this isn't far behind it, except Much some like of Jack the rape Randall. is not a man's ass. <laughs> a lot of it is, but not yeah. all. So then this guy, while he's about to rape her, you know, because he can. But turns out he, it's mid-battle. It's literally Perfect like, time, I, was just, I was just going to take a break to rape you in the middle of this pitched <laughs> battle with the Scottish Highlanders. And she's pitching a tent. <laughs> and she somehow gets rescued or he runs One, away. Uh, a a they, Scottish man comes by and hits Captain Jack oh yeah, that's right. in the head. He gets knocked out for the first of many comical knockouts. Although, first, first plot hole... Maybe it's the MacGuffin. Like, 
any, if they were actually in the middle of a battle, the Scottish dude would have just shot him in the head and gone, you're welcome. And then the book would be over. Uh, <laughs> Time paradox. Yes, definitely. They take her away. And then they're, I forget if Jamie is the one that saves her or it's a different guy. Uh, right away, no, Jamie's injured. No, the one who saves her is Dougal. Isn't it Dougal? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. But also Claire gets knocked out and then she wakes up and it's like nighttime or then there's, uh, and then somehow gets take, gets captured by the Scotsman by, by who turned, who turns out to be Dougal and brought to this. And Claire is still like, people are dressed at people's costumes at this thing are very accurate. Like, wow, I'm very impressed oh, with the their Inverness military tattoo. Did I walk into the, I've stumbled into a the, method acting even, camp. They've they've even replicated the smell. Uh, Every one of them really stinks. And she's brought to this like thatched hut with all these Scotsmen just sitting around, and one of them is very badly hurt. And they're trying to like help. He's both been shot, and his arm is uh, uh, out of his shoulder is um, been dislocated. And they're like trying to help him and doing a terrible job at it. And she's like, "Holy shit!" Back the fuck up. Let me do this. Because she was a nurse in the war. And she's like, you go over there. And, you, and, some, and she's like, oh, one of you, get me some, get me some antibiotics, stat. And, but, of course, they look at her like, what are you talking about? I didn't ken what that is, lass. <laughs> Just all talk in comical Scottish. It's like, it's like one step away from Hagrid speaking. <laughs> I think it's worse than Hagrid. I knew what they were saying. It's, it's like reading uh, Train Spotting. Yeah. They're like, oh, the wee burn didn't ken what you push. And they just say, like, nonsense. And you're like, huh? <laughs> and then they put random Gaelic words, and it's like, it says, like, mo do win But you know it's pronounced, like, ma-vin, probably. Yeah, who the fuck knows? No. They don't. They, they don't need to know. They were probably all illiterate. Except for we learn Jamie, who is the most literate. And, and also smartest. surprisingly literate. But Farm also the, the Mr. Bill of this book, the way he just gets fucked up every chapter with some horrific injuries. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Claire is treating. She's like, get me some antibiotics, which, of course, they don't have because they have no idea what that word even means, or disinfectant. And she like is able to set the shoulder. And she's like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Jamie. I'm like, oh, Okay. So she able, he's like, okay, I, I, my shoulder is, I mean, it still hurts, but it's a lot better than when it was dislocated. So now I can ride. And so they still have to ride. They're like, okay, lady, you're coming with us. So they ride all night and all day. And then eventually, and then at, throughout this, you know, first part, Claire is like, you know what? I think I'm in the fucking 18th century. Holy shit. I've gone back in time. That, you know, which, of course, is the concept of the book, so it's not a surprise that, you know, you know that's going to happen. But she really doesn't question it for more than about she, 10 she, pages. <laughs> she gets you just very quickly. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, uh, God okay. Damn, not I this shouldn't again. have taken that left, I guess. But, uh, like but she's back in the, in the past. past now. And, you know, she's... This book is, is a pretty horny book. Uh, so... She's back there. She's no longer in the present. She's like, fuck 2021 as well. <laughs> <laughs> she would say that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every year past is, 1946 includes 2021. Yeah, just, just fuck them. 
And she's also going to fuck about 2,000 times in this book. Um, this is Fuck 2021 as well, the sequel to Fuck 2020 from Abomination Brewing. Uh, and it's a Which triple. was featured on this podcast. We did it on The Mister, also just as much content oh, yeah. in that book. <laughs> um, this is 9.7% triple dry, triple Y, happy, I, triple, triple up a, triple up a. It's very good. And I like it. It does, it is bitter at the end though. This is the, these are very common now, I guess. Just bitter at the end. Much like. Much like this what book. What happens in this book. <laughs> Jamie's butthole. <laughs> Yeah, but she yeah she, you're right she does get she's like oh shoot must have been that rock I touched she really <laughs> accepts it fast and then just goes into con- trying to like a controlled demolition of her life like all right how do I how do I survive here until I could touch a rock again I guess it's the past I'm gonna have to use just like raw wool as a tampon I'm gonna have to just shit in a bucket I'll I'll make do until I get back to my beloved Frank. Who had asked her, like, five minutes before she fell into the rock portal, hey, by the way, during the war, did you fuck anybody? <laughs> I mean, you're just saying, was like, saying, no. I'm just saying, if you did, it'd be okay. <laughs> so I'd get it. And, and then she's like, God, she's so insulted. Only later does she think, wait a second, did he fucking, who did he fuck? How many <laughs> women did he fuck during that war? And then you never get an answer to that question. At least not in this stupid-ass book. She will in 200 years so then uh they see they realize she's english because accents haven't changed in 200 years which i find hard to believe and i mean maybe they just couldn't understand it even just as much so i don't know but she's an outlander how do they say that word in the book it's assassin natch there's like a it's like the like the back of the throat like (laughs) sound in in german and klingon you know, or lock, lock. So um, uh, there's a theory but, that British accents of the you know 1600s and 1700s sound a lot more like just like American accents in that it's I've really it's really yeah. the British that have changed, but the Amer- Americans kind of like kept it kept that for a long time. Like they started talking fancy to make us feel bad, and that's when that changed or something like that. It was it supposedly the thing where the British, you know, drop the R at the end, you know, uh, non-rhotic uh, at the end of every word. That was more of a, like, 19th century thing for fancy British people. They were, like, for the for the upper class, that's the way they chose to speak, but probably most of the people who came from Britain to America in the 1600s and 1700s spoke closer to the way we're speaking today. Or at least this is a theory. It just the evolve they they evolved to talk from the way Fraser speaks and just became more of that. Well, whatever it is, she does it, <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, are you an English spy?" Well, they they did like, mention nope. a few times like her accent is weird. That's why she thinks she might be French. Right. She also plays it up. Yeah. Her name, though she does say Beecham, and then the guy's like, "Oh, Beauchamp." <laughs> Papillon, because <laughs> they are cultured, you know, illiterate Scotsmen who run around going commando. I had a few questions being. about all that. It was like they're in the 1740s, but Scotland still seems like the 1240s, besides people having a pistol occasionally. Well, that's Scotland now. It's just like well, they're living in a castle in thatched huts, like covered in animal skins. 
and they're always just like it's it. They're still burning witches. I think this oh, was. Yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, that is only fifty years after the Salem witch trials. Yeah, killed I a whole bunch of thing, yeah. witches. So it, just, and that it, wasn't seemed, the it last just time it seemed that happened. like they still like have like keeps and fortresses that are basically just old castles. It's very odd. In, in southern southern and middle England, this is only when the Industrial Revolution is just barely getting started, and no one really knows even what it is yet. So most of, I mean, if you weren't living in the middle of a dense city like London, which was also incredibly disgusting, most of the countryside <laughs> still looked a lot like that in the 1740s, no doubt. Hmm. That makes yeah, sense. Just, it, just, it seemed... It does make sense if you like think back about it, but at the time it just seemed like it's like they're just still like barbarians from like the English perspective, which he does call them that several times. They're savages. I don't know how much effort she made to be historically accurate in this book. Is she English or Scottish or She's American? American, I believe. Oh well, there you go. She doesn't know fuck all. <laughs> She's from She's from Arizona. Oh God. And uh, her well, her according to Wikipedia, her mother is of English descent. And her father is of Mexican ancestry. Fucking Mexicans now taking English <laughs> writers' jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Not just American jobs, English jobs. <laughs> English and Scottish jobs. <laughs> just um, headbutting people at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> just pissing public. They just piss in the castle hallways. I like that that happens a couple times in the book. Well, yeah. They are pretty gross. Yeah. But there was no, like, at one point they go to, I forget what, which manor, and he's like, this is a modern one. It has an oven. <laughs> like, that's the thing that makes it fancy. You know, this was, the 1740s sounds modern compared to other times. There really was not that much more advanced in many ways. No. So she goes to Castle Loch. Leoch. And... Um, and meets. They think she's a spy, and she's trying to prove that she's not a spy. And then she's going to try and leave, but they're like, "No, you can't leave." Now use can't leave, but they make <laughs> her a. Uh, they're like, "You can be." Our old doctor died. He also didn't know anything, so you could be <laughs> he, our doctor. He kept rubbing mouse ears into their wounds, <laughs> like powdered horse dung and like stuff like that. And she's like, "Okay." I'm. I guess I can do that because I actually do know something, even though there's no medicine. Though she's able to do a ton of medicine with all her herbs, <laughs> which I imagine. That. I I know that like some compounds that became medicines were discovered in in actual plants, and that there is a little bit there. But for the most part, doesn't it occur in such tiny amounts in a plant that? Unless you have like a really advanced chemistry set, you're never going to get anything out of it. Yeah. I think the majority of injuries and things she's treating are minor. Like she's not treating somebody's gallbladder cancer because True. this is a, still a harsh time. Most people died long before terminal illness had a chance to develop. So what she's treating are mostly sprains, broken limbs, um, missed periods, and shit like that. So she's like, "Oh, you have a headache. Here's a you know, rub the this thing on your head tree and go to sleep that they make Advil from, or whatever the fuck." I recommended two doses of whiskey. I'm like, oh, all right. I had to. I had questions about this also. She was, uh, she was a nurse in World War II, so I imagine that like like they got they got trained certainly for like battlefield stuff, like very was like 
heavy trauma things. But I don't, would they have taught them like herbalism? And she no. mentions like the, the head of the castle column has got wobbly legs. So she goes like, oh, he's got Guillaume-Barre syndrome or whatever the fuck it is. It's a, a rare genetic disease. Like, why would she know that? No, she wouldn't yeah, know it, stuff like that. She wouldn't have known that. I mean, it's kind of the kind of built-in explainer for all this is that she was raised by her eccentric historian professor uncle. So she traveled all over. Did you, and I don't remember that part at all? That was, yeah, yeah, they only was, talk about it in the very beginning. It, yeah, it gets it's barely there. But she's you know interested in the herb shit. Like that's why she went back to the fucking Stonehenge thing. Mm. So. It's just like, oh, she was interested in it. So now she can and make she's a witch. garlic and witch hazel soup. Mm. Yeah, she meets Colum, who's like got deformed mutant baby legs. They're just slowly melting. <laughs> that he's a head shorter than her. And, and, and he's the head of the clan. He's the Mackenzie. Whereas, uh, but he like can't go out and like, you know, go out to battle and stuff like that. So his brother... Dougal actually does all that stuff. And so there's a little bit of, you know, castle intrigue about who's the real leader. And then because, what's his name? The first guy, I've already forgotten his name. Colum. Uh, Colum. Colum can't, probably can't father any children, but yet his wife had it's, has had a kid. There's probably like, oh, it's it can't be his. But then she mistakenly says that out loud and is embarrassed. Like, oops, no, of course. And but actually, Dougal ends up being a bigger thing in the book. But at the same time, uh, Claire keeps, you know, running into Jamie in the, you know, oh, I have to take the dressings off of your shoulder and everything else off. And, you know, and keeps, you know, they're like, oh, why don't I sit with you at this banquet thingy? And clearly they're into each other. Oh, we also forgot that on the ride, uh, he afterward he passed out because he had also been stabbed a bunch and he was bleeding out. And he's like, "Why isn't he dead? He's so strong." Oh God! It's like this is the second in two chapters of his absurd injuries. Uh, he has an extra gallon of blood than the average person, mostly there just so it could fuel his mammoth cock. <laughs> but it's also helpful when you're injured. All that extra blood. Otherwise, he if he got an erection, he might just die of of uh, a brain dead uh, brain death would would ensue instantly. And he's also uh, a big virgin. <laughs> I mean, you find out later. So okay, he they're like Claire and Jamie are definitely interested in each other, and then he she's trying to escape though, but he stops her. And then there's this whole like ceremony. Where he has to give an oath because he you where that's where you find out that he's actually. A nephew of the Mackenzie, and then he he's has a Fraser clan. Third backstory. <laughs> yes, he's a Fraser. That's why he's so educated. <laughs> he talks uh, about his brother Niles all the time, <laughs> and he just he, he's. It's not like it's almost. He's one of those books where the character's resume just gets longer and longer as the book goes by, and he like can it's do more thing. things and. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> like a Van Helsing. Yes, exactly. And he, uh, anyway, they're interested in each other, and then they take uh, the the Mackenzie sends Dougal out to collect taxes, 
but they take along, you know, a bunch of dudes plus Jamie plus Claire. Cause they're like, Oh, well, you, you might be useful for you to go there too, for, to like, you know, treat our hangovers, I guess, as the, with your as healing magic. And so they they go and then they get, they like do a bunch of stuff and you find out that Jamie has this whole backstory where not only he's been whipped a bunch of time, like, like absolutely, you know, 200 lashes in a week. And then also Blackjack Randall came to his house and was going to rape his sister. That's why he attacked him. And then you think he did, but you find out later that he didn't. I haven't been able to look at my sister ever since that guy raped her and she had a kid. That harlot. (laughs) He keeps calling them redcoats also. Did other people call them that? People from Scottsdale, Arizona would certainly call them so I, different, the other Scotland. I actually looked this up because I read a thing where it was about the American Revolution, you know, Paul Revere's Midnight Ride, and people think he, the phrase was, the redcoats are coming, the redcoats are coming. right? Because that's in the what's worth the Longfellow poem, you know, the redcoats are yeah, coming, I, I guess, but probably... Paul Revere did not say redcoats because that just wasn't a name that they used. He probably said the regulars are coming. The regulars are coming. The British did I wear redcoats, but probably that's not a term anybody used at the time. I thought well, he because they were on I thought in the period, poem, those pussies. I thought in the poem he said the British are coming, but he wouldn't say that because Americans would have considered themselves technically also British. Also You're true. You're a dummy. So, so history is is wacky. But it's I just confusing. I. He, like is, I guess it, that should have been the first clue that's written by an American. Was that he, the Scottish people? They're those dirty red coats. Like that's odd. Well, they take her and they well shock her after a long. No, they don't well, do a shocker until the end. One of the things that's <laughs> happening on this journey is Dougal is using Jamie to help raise money for Bonnie Prince Charlie or whatever his fucking name was to the the pretender to the Scottish throne who's in exile in Europe to um, raise money for an army so that guy can come back and take over and fuck the English right up the ass. And uh, he's using Jamie's whipping wounds to show people, like, look what these English guys did so they could raise money for that. And Jamie's like, I am not a whore yet. And then... Uh, Claire is like, ah, I don't like this. And she's to get invested in Jamie. And then they run into, what a small world, Captain Randall. And it's, uh, he well, they, they wants bring, to They bring her, her to meet him. Like, you have to go meet this guy because he's like the boss around here. And like, they're rebelling kind of, but it's like a soft rebellion where they're like kind of just have skirmishes and like just go off and like do their own thing afterwards. It doesn't really make well, a lot like of sense. It's like random clans will do some, they're like skirmishes, yeah. like somebody steals a cow and there's a British retro, you know, retaliation of some sort and then the clans dudes ambush a troop here, but it's not an organized thing. That's what's coming. The, the Jacobites and uh, in 1745 would be when they would be get their fucking asses whooped and be the end of their chances of ever restoring the Scottish king to the throne. I figured that was something you guys would know Which about. Which also, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess all this happened, but the reason why 
the Scottish throne became the English throne is because a Scot inherited the British throne. And but then the Scottish king was deposed in the Glorious Revolution in 16. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so then I think when the English monarchy was restored, they picked someone from the House of Orange, right? They did not. William. Is that who it was? William and Mary. Or they're, they're Dutch, right? Yeah. yeah. So the Scots were like, wait, wait a second. I mean, they weren't totally unrelated, but they were. They're all yeah. fucking related. All the monarchs yeah. are, but. So I think that's what it was about. That the Scots were like, wait a second, we had our what happened to our dude? You know? But I feel and, like uh, that can't have been enough. It must have also been like the Scots were like, fuck you, British, just because our dude is over there down in down in London doesn't mean you treat us any better. You're still assholes. That had to be I'm part sure of that's it. part of it. So uh Dougal tells Blackjack Randall that Claire is an is an, is a spy. And Randall is like, really? Whose spy is she? And then he just like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, I'm just uh, just a lady, just hanging I'm around. I'm an English widow. My husband was died and my servant was killed on the roads by a gypsy or something, <laughs> a highwayman. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, details. we did see some black people around here. That explains it all. No, he's, he's like, oh, your story doesn't check out. And is this the scene when he tries to give her a uh, a uninvited abortion? <laughs> yes. Right. She like mouths off to him, and he's like, "Stand up, please." And he has his other guy hold her arms, and he fucking clocks her in the stomach. And then his the next line is, "I hope you're not pregnant, because you won't be for long." <laughs> he is if he wasn't already evil enough. <laughs> Every scene with him is. Cartoonishly vile, Just raping and doing impromptu abortions. Forgive me, I left my wire hanger at home. <laughs> this will have to do. <laughs> Punches her in the stomach as hard as he can, and then and then he wants to rape her, and then yeah. of course Jamie saves her because Jamie is super badass. No, did he save oh. her? That time? No, that's later on. That's, that's later. La- saves that's, her that's again a second time. Later. Oh, this yeah. time it's a really fucking long ways. book. So that happens like six times. Yeah. Anyway, so they just they, they just, just go part, away. They just part ways. But that oh, Dougal, night, Dougal says, "Well, you've yeah. uh, I, they're going to. Ha- I'm, I have to deliver you. You're going to be under arrest by the British by that guy. He's going to subpoenaed. have to arrest you, and I have to deliver you to his hands or whatever." you know, two days Loins. from now or something like that. But there is one way out of it. You, you, you won't have to do that if you're Scottish and not English. And she's like, well, that's too bad. Oh, but wait, there is a way. You're just going to have to marry a Scotsman. And I've got just the Scotsman for you. It's Jamie. She's what? Like, oh, thank God it's the hot one. Yeah, basically. She's like, oh, no, maybe, I don't know. And she's and like, what? But I'm already married. I can't do that. And she's like, well, I guess he's not technically alive, so I can marry. And so they convince her that, you know, oh, well, you got to marry him or you're just going to have to, or they're going to throw you in prison. That's the chronological equivalent of the poop hole loophole is what she <laughs> uses there. <laughs> Well, it's not cheating if he's not alive. It's he more like born. the different area codes loophole. 
It is a different area. <laughs> We're in different time zones, so if I cheat on them in this time zone and I go back, it'll be like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> or if it did, it was Jesus so long ago, get over it. So then she tries to talk out of it, talk her way out of it, and she's like, Jamie, don't you care? Not very much. No, but the, the one big reveal, she's like exasperated after saying, like, I'm not Scottish, and you, I don't like you or whatever and then she says don't you care that i'm not a virgin and he's like i didn't care this is how i heard her voice the whole book as long as you don't care that i'm a virgin and then she's like what and then (laughs) yeah cut to commercial i believe everyone would have fucked this guy including that english guy i bet he even would have fucked this guy (laughs) Mm. Mm. yep and and then that happens later (laughs) and so then they get married, and Dougal's like... In the same church that she married Frank 200 years later. Oh. Insult so to injury. But then they're like, you got to consummate the marriage. He's got to bang you. She's like, oh, I guess. And then... She's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then it's it's awkward, and she, she says something. I forget if I, if I highlighted it, because it was just ridiculous. Oh, I skipped this line earlier when she said, "If I were a horse, I'd let him ride me any <laughs> ride me anywhere." Talking about Jamie and how hot he is. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know highlight, but she says something to the effect of, "I could see, you know, having a virgin man is kind of a kind of a chore because he's so horny <laughs> and he just bangs her so relentlessly that She's night." Okay with it. You and know, then, in uh, in redeeming love, it was also an experienced woman and a virgin man, in, which is also a romance novel. Like, is that a is that a thing women are into? I mean, maybe it's for the women who read these books who are you know of middle age and are eyeing up the pool boy. <laughs> That's <laughs> part of the fantasy. Then he bangs her out, and then she blows him a little, right? And he's like, oh, I fucking Jesus Christ, what is this? Which I had thoughts about, because they haven't bathed. They've been on the road. He's got his just uncircumcised, horse-sized cock. Must have been frothy with smegma. <laughs> and she's like, let me blow him. And also, she talks about his like auburn pubic mane, because <laughs> he's a ginger. And she's like, let me suck that dick. And then she does. And then afterwards, he's like, yeah, the other guys told me about shit. They're like, oh, yeah, it'll be so great when you get in her push. And because uh, I, I think that word is pronounced only the way Sean Connery would say it. <laughs> like, yeah, you're pushy. <laughs> but she, and he's like, but I thought they were making that up about getting blown. And she's like, oh, no, no, that, that's a real thing. And he's, she's like, you never understood how sex works? He's like, no, I've only ever seen animals do it. Though I did see people do it once, but that was a rape, so I didn't know if that counted. That's literally what he said. And also, he didn't bang anyone, because he he had spent a lot of time fighting in France and whatever wars are going on. And he didn't bang any of the prostitutes the other guys, because the prostitutes were too ugly. Yeah, that is a dirty lie. <laughs> they probably were pretty ugly. That part's yeah. probably true. <laughs> I'm sure they were disgusting. But that didn't stop any Everyone other songs. <laughs> so then, then they bang for days. It's like she rode a horse for a thousand miles. She, she's permanently bow-legged. 
And I like the line when, because uh, it's, it's, I thought this is a romance book, so there had to be some love scenes. Oh, what was it? The pro, is it the Proclaimers? They're Scottish. <laughs> That's true. And he's like, I'm going to be in that push. <laughs> and it says, he spread my thighs with his knee and sheathed himself to the root in a single thrust that made me gasp. It's a lot of different, like, mixed metaphor things there about the root and the sheathing. <laughs> and, uh, and the slight rapiness of it. Well, th- this is also the. Um, oh no, this is late. It's a late because the sex scenes in this are very weird because they're either not written at all, are weirdly, like scientifically graphic. Are you talking about when she guided him into the slippery? Which one? Are you saying when she guided him into the slippery cleft between her legs? No, was, I'm talking about when uh, she felt his testicles contract. When he comes <laughs> When he just drained them balls. She was just frothing with just porridge coming out of her. Have a beer for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I didn't plan on this for this particular part of the book, but, but I ran out of the other beer. It fits. They have a lot of oatmeal in this book. <laughs> a lot of it. They're eating oats all the time. And wouldn't you think they'd have preferred an oatmeal marshmallow cream pie? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, got that's one the of relationship you're going with there. <laughs> you guys thought it was going to be something worse at the end of the book, didn't you? No, I thought you were going to talk about how all the, she gives, he gives her all those cream pies. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But that's what, yeah. But I'm combining a lot of things about the Scots and their love of oats <laughs> and the cream pies that he gave her. They're 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 like horse people. They're like centaurs. Uh, apparently, uh, all the ladies in town have been speculating about how horse-like his dick would be. Because when she gets back, they're like, "Is it true about the thumbs? <laughs> like, what what that you could put one in your in your you could do a shocker kind of move with the thumb, or do you you could put one in the butthole and then they could they say, no 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 I didn't ken that, but <laughs> is, is it true that the big thumbs that tell you how big his cock is going to be. And uh, Siskel and Ebert would have been like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it tells you. Mm. Cock size and thumb size, 100% correlation. A correlation of one. Uh, so they're all talking about his dick. But anyway, this beer is an imperial stout brewed with oatmeal, oatmeal cream pies. Oh, oh gross. Marshmallow, <laughs> cinnamon, and brown sugar from Evil Twin. That is 12% alcohol. They had to know, right? This tastes like dessert. It is. It's dangerous. This is like Not liquid pie. Twelve percent. Oof. Okay. Much like it was leaking out of her, it's liquid pie. It's uh. I mean, they traveled then afterwards, and he just kept every time they stopped, they'd fuck in the bushes. They'd fuck at the inn. They, she must have been they leaving get into a, a, a they have a snail trail thing. behind her. The, the snail trail. <laughs> <laughs> they they have that part where they get raided by people the at the end. The, they like bandits come and take all their stuff, and they kill one or two of them, and then he bangs her in front of everybody and like the dead bodies. Oh, was that when he was banging her, and the two British deserters came over? No, that's and they tried that to was rape like her? another time. That's a different time. Okay, yeah, that's that was still only like come like four on pages the later. dead guy. There's like a big chunk of the book where they just fuck all the time. And then it kind of goes away for the rest yeah, like of the book. Yeah, like 2,021 times. 
She there's yeah. So anyway, then like the next quarter of the book is based, which is hundreds of pages, is you know their relationship and now they're man and wife. And he's like, oh, and I you know I married you because I really because lo- I really wanted you. Like oh okay. And then he teaches her how to use a weapon so she can defend herself, which is very convenient because two pages later, while they're fucking in the bushes, they get attacked by two deserters and they have to like, they like put a gun to Jamie's head. So she has to like get the knife out of her skirt and stab one of them, you know, and it, so they, you know, they were interrupted they and they ended up finishing after they killed the two guys, but then they're like mad next at each them. other. Yeah. Next <laughs> to them. And now, but then after that, they're mad at each other because Jamie thinks she's mad at him because he couldn't defend her because she had to do it. But actually that wasn't it. I don't even remember. There's so many, this is the point. This is the part of the book where the conflict was entirely like we're bickering. No, we're fucking. And then we're bickering. And then when we get over it, then we fuck a whole bunch more. And, like then, and, then, we're, and then we're bickering a bunch. And so we're not fucking. And then, but she also is trying to run away because right. she's trying to get back to the Stonehenge. But you've also skipped the most important scene in the book and the weirdest right before that. When she sees the Loch Ness monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In, in like a throwaway paragraph, the water like, horse, yeah, the ne- with the, with the <laughs> next city, next to the lawyer, and the lawyer is like, "Ooh, oh, ah. and she's like, but another guy sees I've it seen too. bigger." The 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 lawyer guy was like the most boring guy ever, and he just wanted well, to tell stories about the law, <laughs> go on adventure, and then you, uh, and then it's sort of like all of these scenes are interspersed with Jamie telling more of his backstory about how he's. Actually, a Rhodes Scholar, but also was working on the farm with <laughs> his public. for his father. But then he how invented he Rhodes, got arrested. <laughs> you know what he got, you know after Captain Randall came to his farm he, to rape his sister, and he, he mentioned speaking him. at least five different languages. Yeah, and having yeah. read the classics, oh six, because he speaks Gaelic and English, and he's like, oh yeah, I learned French. And another time he says, oh, yes, I studied German. When I read Latin. And then she mentions, she says a line from the Odyssey or the Iliad. I forget which. And he says the next line in Greek. <laughs> He's a professor. But he spends most of his time putting shoes on horses. And getting the fuck beat out of him. He gets hurt so the much. the meat out of her. So um, at one point... She tries to escape. She tries to literally run away. Well, and then um, ends up getting captured by All right, Randall. Right. And then that's where Jamie has to like basically break in with all with a pistol with one shot in order to like get her rescue her, which he does somehow. Well, it's a pistol, the pistol with, had no bullets yeah, in it. No well, because he had Lost. to fire. He fired his first shot at the guard outside the fort, and so when he got in, he had no. He was like. Put your hands up, but the, it was actually empty. Although I'm pretty sure the you could actually tell from if you were somebody pointed an unloaded gun at you, you could tell because it had to be loaded with first the gunpowder and then the ball and then wadding to keep the musket 
with a ball from just running out the front, you know, just rolling out. So you could, if somebody pointed out to you, you could tell if it was empty. He was blinded by how handsome Jamie was. And how much he still also wanted to rape uh, Claire. Yes, so he wants to rape Claire, but can't because Jamie rescues her. But then you also find out that afterward that when Jamie had been arrested by him the first time, he told Jamie, oh, I won't beat the shit out of you if you let me rape you. And this, that's the part where I was like, because I, I was, of course, doing an audiobook, I was like, holy shit, I have to turn this off. Like, that is the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, it does not... Are you Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> just the fact that... It'll be good for your career, Jamie. The, the author made, made the, the, you know, the villain gay. It was like in the worst stereotype ever. And it was 1991. I mean, it wasn't that enlightened, but it also wasn't that long ago. I just could, I was like, it, it does not need, he was already comically evil before that. And you did not need to put that in the book at all. And I was at first like, oh, it'll just be this one little thing and then it won't be any important in the plot at all and she can you know i'm sure they just didn't do it in the show it's like wait no it comes back at the end for like the last well, court battle oh, right <laughs> in death. oh my god it was what about lord sandringham which is probably pronounced like sutton because they fucking don't say the words the right way sandringham who, who also was the english lord who's like a secret jacobite or something i forget what his where his yeah, he goes to visit the castle. But everyone has a story about when that guy tried to buttfuck them. <laughs> yeah, including every Jamie. kid. Every kid as children, has a story. As young boys. And he's like, oh, he almost got me once. And they're all laughing. But <laughs> it's then, like, oh, but then that they age out Lord. And, he, and he doesn't go after them anymore. I'm like, oh, he caught me. I was in the stables and he got me pinned between the wood of the wall, the horse, and his wood. And he pulls up my kilt and he was going to bugger me. And I just got out of there in time, and then I had to go to his room, and I just—I forgot what he drank. It was like I just drank the equivalent of two thousand figs, and I just had diarrhea everywhere. Oh, no. Yeah, no, he—he <laughs> he he drank it himself so that yeah, yeah, so that he would get the poops, so the guy wouldn't rape him. Yeah, the guy's like, "Oh, how are you doing?" He's like, "I'm fine." He's like, "Let's let's see that sweet sweet butthole." And he's like, "I don't know, it's not it's not so sweet right now. It's a little musty. And I think something's happening." And then he just exorcist vomited out of his asshole, just just shit everywhere in the castle, presumably. And the guy's like, "Oh dear," and he's like, "I guess this is going to be a very shitty time for me. I'll uh, maybe maybe another rain check." <laughs> And even that gets brought back later when that guy visits in you know real time in the story, and he's like, "Do you still get the shits all the time?" <laughs> he's like, "No, I don't." And he's like, "Well, good for you." And he says, "I don't all the time, but I might right now." <laughs> <laughs> and then again, for no reason, like that guy could have just been—he could have been greasy and gross in many, many ways. But he's specifically or not the in it only at all. other English character. Well, I mean, it's because you're not supposed to trust him. But like, we don't know what his what his deal is. He could have been like a person that they just mentioned, you know, protecting Randall. But like, when he has the the whole scene of him being at the castle is just like, yeah, he used to fuck boys. It's like, oh, okay. Well, at this point, it should be very clear to you because he's an English man in power. That's what he does. 
the only <laughs> the only English guys in power in the book. They just spend their time fucking men who is that don't what English want men it. In New York is about. They're butt rapists. That's that's just what the English are. That they didn't call them redcoats. Brown pants. <laughs> so yeah, you find so Jamie, about that. Jamie rescues her, and then none of this. Uh, but this is all in the book. And then they, <laughs> they get back home. Up. It is. And Jamie beats the shit out of her butthole with a belt for running away, despite the rest of the book being the most progressive man in 1740 that has ever existed. <laughs> this is what I have to do. You have to learn to respect me. Because he's like, man. God damn it, I won't do that. And he's like, I- I'm going to uh, just, we could do it the hard way or the easy way. And she fights, and he's like, all right, there's this. And he just paddles the fuck out of her. And then everybody makes fun of her for like a week. <laughs> just like, not sitting down too comfortable, ass. <laughs> it's like Sandringham is here. Look like you're dragging ass today. <laughs> Constantly making comments to her about her, her just injury-riddled ass. And then she gets over that real fast. Well, he agrees to not hit her again. Pinky swear. Tick, textbook wife-beater thing to say. <laughs> but then he tells throughout the rest of the book, Many, many stories about all the times he got beaten up as a child by his dad. But and it's he says, always with it's like, because I needed to have it done. Like, it's, that's just what people did back then. You just beat kids. I, mean, I don't doubt that for a second. Oh, that's no, what 100%. actually happened. <laughs> but it's just funny that he always tells the stories about his father whipping him until he drew blood. <laughs> and with that kind of smiling and shaking your head like, oh, that crazy dad kind of story. <laughs> And there was the time he was beating me, and I refused to cry. And my dad said, won't you just cry so I could stop beating you? And he's like, why didn't you tell me that, you old fool? And then he punched me in the face. <laughs> That's for calling me a fool. And then he didn't beat me anymore. Cool story, dude. So Claire and Jamie are back at the castle, and they eventually don't hate each other anymore. And then, but Jamie has to go away. And then Claire gets accused of witchcraft and she gets and gets put on a wit, put on trial well, for being a witch along with I think it was it's, it's Jay it's Jay Gailey band. Jay, <laughs> Jay well she well in this in this Claire was clearly a centerfold because everyone wanted every guy wanted to fuck her. Well she's the only one in, in the the person in their life that she that is clean. Even the guy who wanted to rape men wanted to fuck her. He could he could rape anyone. You know, it's not a gendered thing. Uh, but like Claire, the guy whose dick didn't work was like, oh, I'd slip it to you. Like everybody wanted to <laughs> my fuck thumbs. Her. Yeah. Uh, but, but Claire is hanging out with Gilly, or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, who is uh, accused of being a witch and who kind of is doing some witch stuff. And I have she's to, doing mostly abortions. She's doing abortions. But she's also doing like uh, she she hypnotizes Claire to do some vision quest shit. Which might have just been peyote. I don't know. Uh, but in this book where she it's fell, she, she fell through time. She fell through time. And the Loch Ness Monster is real. She could really be a witch. <laughs> like, there's a chance she's a witch. So, I don't know. But they're all scared of her because, you know, she's a witch. You know, she's a, she could be a the sorcerer. <laughs> uh, the sorcerer? <laughs> this is the sorcerer. Want to be keeping the faith. Keeping the faith. Uh, <laughs> this is from that Greek brewery that I had last time that we recorded, which is a different time from when we put things out. Seven Island Brewery. Uh, and it is a 
salted caramel pecan pie inspired American stout. <laughs> so once again, Greeks Ooh. doing stuff We're like, oh, we know nuts. <laughs> Did you pick that because Randall wanted to drag his nuts across Jamie's face? No, because it's she's a the they sorcerer. Do, he is, he, they, he, they do talk about the dragoons. Oh yeah, I'll also, be dragooning these nuts across your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it's a. I don't. I, honestly, I don't know what pecan pie tastes like besides like just sugar. It's and yeah, light mostly nuts action. But it's, whenever it's I have pecan good. pie, I'm like, this is great. If they just got rid of these stupid nuts in my way, <laughs> like this is this is delicious Jello pie. Basically, every time a guy in a kilt sits down, um, this is nine percent alcohol. Uh, it's it's fine. It's it's not like overwhelmingly dessert sweet, which you know pecan pie is because it's irredeemable otherwise. Um. It's fine. It is another thing of like Greeks making stuff that doesn't exist there. It says malt beverage on the back. What does that mean? Does it mean it's not? That's a legal distinction, matter? probably because of uh, what the sugar content, uh, the source of the sugar is. If it's a malt beverage, it means it's not fifty-one percent malted barley or something like that. Probably. Oh, this is mostly nuts. This is nut juice. Well, they just dump like cane sugar into it or something. Or pecan. Just entire, entire, uh, it says, I don't taste the salted caramel at all, so it must just be sugar. Uh, it's fine. It's not incredible. I like it. You know what else is magic? Oh, yeah. Patreon. Patrons. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, where you could, uh, give us real life human money, not just, uh, stupid Scottish pounds, and you can get got really a lot of Scottish episodes. pounds in this. He does a lot of Scottish pounding to that puss. Um, <laughs> sorry, push. <laughs> so um, you can get early access to episodes, vote in our monthly book poll, get shouted out, get exclusive content, get stuff sent to you, participate in our monthly, um, our quarterly live episodes, which one just happened. And, uh, and if you're a patron and you recommend a book, we usually do it. For example, this book came in second in a poll, and we thought... Just be patient. Five short months, patrons, and then we'll do it. <laughs> Here yeah. we are. But everything works out, kind of. Given enough time. So if you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club. And uh, that would be super duper. Just or, like Claire is super duper fucked because she's on trial for being a witch, which at this point meant throw her in a river to see if she doesn't drown. So really, yeah. she wasn't meant to be charged with witchcraft. She was just literally with the other woman who was definitely a witch, or who so they thought, and she just happened to be in the same room. So they're like, oh, oops, no, they, I guess they, they're they, both they, witches. Although they the caught priest, her in the witch hole. The priest does accuse uh, Claire of being a witch because one time when he got scratched by, when he was attacked by dogs, and she was like, you really need to, like, you know, clean that so it's disinfected, and he's, so it doesn't get disinfected, and he's like, no, and then it gets infected, so. <laughs> she's like, she, <laughs> she must be a witch. into a newt. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, she thinks she's, she's not really very concerned about it, and then suddenly she's like, oh, uh-oh, but yet then, the, oh, Jamie is away at this time, by the way. He's not even there. He's he's hunting with Sandingham or something like that. And uh, the lawyer comes and like manages to defeat everyone with his immense boredom. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, That's God, just let her go. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. It was, and then the other lady says, 
you, you know what? Well, she doesn't say, I'm going to save you, but she decides to save Claire and goes, yes, I am a witch. I'm the witch, not her. I'm a witch. And because and they were about to do the thing where they like dump you in a lake. And if you, if you swim, if you, if you float, you're a witch. But if you sink, you weren't a witch, you know, <laughs> very catch 22. Foolproof. One of those. But then the other, the other woman, she like, uh, they like take off her shirt and they're no, she like, rips off her own shirt, rips off her own shirt. And Claire sees that this other woman who's going to be burned at the stake for being a witch has a smallpox vaccine scar. And Claire is like, wait, what? That they didn't pregnant. start doing those until after 1920. So this other woman must also have come through time. Oh my God. And that is no longer in the book ever again. And then she's just gone. Well, they so, uh, they mentioned they, she uh, the Claire notices the scar, but everyone else notices like, oh, this bitch is w- wicked pregnant. So like, okay, we're not going to execute her yet. We're going to let her have the baby and then execute her. Well, that's what she does. That's how she reveals the the wound. She rips open her yeah. clothes and she's like, check out this bump. <laughs> and they're like, oh fuck, it's a baby it's bump, a baby. And then and she gets a, comes, she gets a course, message and saves to her. Claire again. Hmm. This time by throwing a rosary bead at her, and it's um. A black rosary bead. Oh, and it's like, made of jet. It's made of jet. And she couldn't touch this, and she'll be burned, right? And then they touch it to her, and everyone's like, "Ooh, she's not a witch." And you had to wonder why didn't they just also then use that on the other woman right then and there? <laughs> like if that test worked, well, she, well, they only had one. she had already confessed, so therefore she must be a witch. But why didn't they just? Why would? Isn't that less production than? Tying your hands to your feet and throwing you half naked into a river—that's way less fun. Well, that, that's really There's what it's like. Back then. Then. those were Blood not lost. designed to actually tell if you were a witch. That was not really no. the point. <laughs> tell me, justice did not prevail. So Jamie like rescues her, and then they like ride off into the woods. Like we got to get you the fuck out of out of here. And Jamie's like, "Okay, just tell me, are you a witch?" And then she's like. You know what? Let me tell you what why I'm really here and and then she tells him, "Oh, I'm really from the future. That's why everyone, that's why I must seem like a witch and why, you know, I don't get like every disease from everybody and why I know all this medicine is because I'm actually from the future." And Jamie's like, "Okay, I believe you." And doesn't question it at all, like, "Okay, I guess it must be the power of their love." And then Jamie takes her to the... Like, will you do that thing with your mouth again? Uh, <laughs> then I'll believe you. <laughs> Who wrote that song? I'm from the And he's like, yeah. Huey Lewis. Yeah, that that's what weird. it was. Huey Lewis. Power of Love. <laughs> okay. Also, she's trying to get back to the future. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's <laughs> got to get back in time. <laughs> uh, and so Jamie's like, and Jamie's like, you know what? Okay, I guess you're from the future. I guess I'll... That's why you're trying to escape. I'll take you back to the, back to the mini Stonehenge. Stonehenge. And he feels really bad. He goes... Oh God! You got he like he accepts her story. He's like, you got separated from your husband who you loved, sent to a strange place, and you had to deal with it, and you had to fuck me a bunch of times, and then when you tried to go home, I beat you. That was a dick move, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, kinda. Yep. He's like, but you make my dick move, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so she he takes her there, and she's like, oh. Uh, uh. He's been taking her there. <laughs> takes her to Stone the the midi Stonehenge. That takes her to the Henge, 
And then she is like, okay, I guess this is it. I, I'm sorry, Jamie, goodbye. And then she like goes up to the, to the stone and she like starts to hear the sound again. And then she changes her mind and stays with Jamie. What a, who could have seen that coming? And that if she hadn't, it would have saved 300 fucking pages. And you know and what? She could have had Claire go back to 1946 and go, you won't believe what happened. End of book one. Beginning of book two. You know what? Frank sucks. I'm going to go back to 1743 because I just miss him. And then the rest of the stuff in the book could have been book two and not <laughs> make the whole thing like 9,000 pages. But no, book there's two still had like to be nine distinct adventures out. left yeah. in this book. There's like different episodes of they the book They have not left yet to begun to book. <laughs> also, we I have to like figure out... she's about to get killed what? By, with the... Uh, Witch lady, the witch. and she's like, "Why did you kill?" Because the witch lady killed her husband, and she was smuggling money to support the Jacobites. And she's like, it's a very niche time traveling reason is sending all his women back from the future to install a different king in England two hundred years ago. But then the woman goes, "Oh, I uh, did it because I'm a patriot uh, for Scotland or whatever," and they're about to get executed for it. And she goes. I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. And she's like, that's well put. <laughs> so she does a little bit of the time travel jokey thing where you steal somebody else's thing. She does the Barry Gordy, the uh, uh, Marvin Berry thing. <laughs> Except the thing is, Gelly would have known that because she's from 1967. True. <laughs> But she doesn't, she doesn't call her out well, on it. you find out later, like 400 pages later in the book, she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we killed her. And she sent me a, she, she gave me a message I was supposed to tell you. And the, she, she gave me a set of numbers. The numbers were 1967. Does that mean anything to you? It's like, and Claire's like, uh, no, I don't get that at all. Like, huh. And she also says, I don't know if you can. I think you can, but I don't know for the question that she had asked her. Is there a way to go back or something like that? You know, I think you can, but I'm not sure. Right, that's what it is. Which obviously is going to end up being, you know, an important part in the book. Important part, I'm sure, in a later book or something like but that. But I bet she's not dead. I bet she's not fucking dead, that lady. Well, the thing is... she was she's pregnant a- with Dougal's kid. And Dougal is the one that says, oh, she is dead. He could, and he was at the time trying to convince Claire to let Jamie die, so she could marry him. Then, so I wouldn't be surprised if she appears in future books. Not, to I won't find out. She, she is actually also a witch. She's like a Wiccan. <laughs> yeah, she's just yeah. she's like a very new age. She's she she ran out of batteries for her Enya CDs. She only do spells now. She's like, I really love your aura. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had your chakras cleansed? I've been burning sage in this castle, but it still smells like shit. <laughs> Just, they don't have enough amethyst for me to put on my, my temple so I could cleanse my mind. We're really only, we're maybe 55% of the way through the book. There's still so much more. I yeah. took way less notes on this part because I kept realizing like none of this matters. So then <laughs> Jamie takes her to his ancestral home or whatever, his farm. Lally Lock. Where he... Lally Bruch. sister is 
there and she's like at first jamie's like i can't believe you've been shamed by that british bastard he's like i haven't been shamed and then tells a story about how oh yeah no he couldn't get it up so he didn't actually rape me and then i actually got married to this one legged guy and then <laughs> uh and she's like oh okay and, and then, then like, you complete uh scottish name bingo when you meet ian <laughs> because you had hamish and Colum and Dougal. <laughs> Finally, Ian. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yahtzee. And, and then, <laughs> uh, while they're there for a while, somebody informs on them and tells the British that Jamie's there because, you know, he's got a price on his head. And uh, Oh, wait. Did we talk, though, about the reunion between him and his sister and how she grabs his balls? <laughs> She does, yes. She's Family like, you're a whore. She's like, you're not listening to me. He's like, no, whore, I don't listen to whores. And she's like, I got to take matters into my own hands. And she grabs him by the balls. And she's like, I'll twist them if you don't shut the fuck up. And he's like, I am vaguely uncomfortable with this situation. Well, we're later, let it slide. later in this chapter, or chunk, he recounts uh, when he was a child staying with Dougal and... Uh, uh, Dougal's wife lady um, and he was always making out with his cousin and he woke up in the, he woke up in, no, like his, but like his first cousin and then he woke up in the morning and Dougal was had his oh, hand yeah. on his dick and had a really unpleasant conversation with him while holding his child dick his morning wood like a joystick <laughs> it was then still is still is yeah. <laughs> especially for Claire but at this point, uh, Jenny reveals that uh, it, it's alluded several times that Jamie is on the run for something. We don't know. Apparently, he killed somebody, but he didn't kill that guy. He killed a lot of other people, but he didn't kill the guy he's on the run for. It turns out instead that Black Jack Randall, rapist, homophobe, but still homosexual guy, <laughs> uh, did the murder because reasons. Because he's a bad guy. Because he's a bad guy, really. And um, that guy wouldn't let him fuck his ass. Yeah, basically, he took, he took his aggression out somewhere else. Somewhere else. He murdered a dude, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw him do it." It's like, "What are we gonna do about that?" It's like, "Well, we can't really do anything." And they're like, "Yeah, you're right. Let's move on." So back on the farm, Jamie gets captured by the British, and then, oh my god, so many dumb things happen. And so Claire like goes out to try and rescue him. Well, she delivered. This is right after she delivered. The sister's baby. And the sister and has to milk herself like, while chasing them down. <laughs> she has to drain them titties. She has to pull over. Hold on. And she just squirts milk out of her boobs till they could fit back in her shirt. But no, she, she milks herself into a cup and then throws the stuff in the cup onto the ground. Why use the cup at all? It's like a, li- a libation. Just spray just it into the field, out. you know? I don't know. They're in the woods. But she just... Turns them into, um, it's it's like, I guess her boobs were kind of like a can of Ready Whip. Like, you could just tilt the nipple the right way and it just doing, shoots Doing boob whippets? <laughs> boob whippets. <laughs> boob she drains her tits off. High on milk. And you, and you, uh, this, this was the first Ooh, point reading exist, in the book. Right? Maybe not the first, but I remember going, do we really need this scene? <laughs> is this necessary? You know, honestly, this is the second most important scene after the Loctus Monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go tracking down 
Jamie and the sisters like, I can only help you so far because I need to get home and have a baby drink milk out of these tits or I will explode. <laughs> she, she's she's milking like, herself on the run. <laughs> I'm just, I have the strength of 10 wet nurses. I need to, I need to drain them off. You know I what? I need to have like a I never watched maple the show. syrup tap put into the side of each tit I didn't, so I could. <laughs> I didn't watch the show, but this scene was in the show. A hundred percent. So then, like we can't fit all the other characters. In the show, but we've got to get the existed. What's his name? Um, who's dead? The guy who's really scrawny and badass. Mert. Oh, Danny Glover. Murtaugh. Oh, yeah, Murtaugh. Is he the, the guy with no tongue? Does Murtaugh have no tongue? Who is the silent guy? Oh, that was Hugh. Yeah, that's, wasn't it Hugh? Murtaugh talks. There is a guy who has yeah, no does. tongue. There's oh, a whole bunch of non-talking guys. Every guy. Oh yeah, Murtaugh is like the. Uh, the guy behind the scenes that actually gets shit done to advance the plot. He's total badass. And he then takes over. And then they go on a long and elaborate time of tracking down shit to the like, meeting gypsies for some reason. And hanging out with gypsies and having stew. And he's like, I won't eat that stew. I don't know what kind of meat that was. And eventually they find out that Jamie... Well, they oh, run no. into Dougal, who's living Dougal. in a cave like normal Scottish people do. But uh, but the messenger's like, only you, not Dougal. No, not, sorry, only you, not Murtaugh. He's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> so only, only Claire can go. And she expects to find Jamie in the cave, but it's Dougal and bags of treasure or some shit. And he then reveals a whole lot of plot stuff that you kind of already knew. Like that Column's kid is his, and that he fucked the witch woman, but he also says the witch woman is dead. This is when he says the whole 1967 thing. And I missed out on a whole opportunity to uh, who's on first bit here. I fucked the witch woman. Which woman? Which woman? The woman. <laughs> which woman? No. The woman I fucked? Yeah, which one? <laughs> yeah, the one which. <laughs> the one which who? <laughs> and then he's like, uh, oh, and by the way, Jamie's in Wentworth Prison, and they're going to hang him. She's like, we have to do something. He's like, no, nope, can't do anything. How about you just, you just accept that he's dead, and you marry me. Because you're really hot. I also hot. have a penis. And, and my witch uh, is dead. <laughs> and witch, witch? My brother is the brains Which of the one? operation, but I'm the cock. <laughs> and that's actually what she says. You have balls. I like <laughs> balls. <laughs> you like... Heck, you got spunk, kid. I like spunk. All over my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're kidding there. Uh, so, <laughs> then... She's like, no, let me try and rescue him. So then she hatches a p- rescue plan to rescue Jamie, but it doesn't go well. And then she gets captured and then and in the rescue attempt. I think I'm actually kind of hazy on this, but then... No, the, in the rescue attempt, attempt, she gets the... convinces... She, get, she and Murtaugh do this plan where she's going to like go to the... The prison warden who's just you know, some lordly douchebag and he's like I'm a proper British lady I want to see my uncle who's in jail he's like oh sorry I can't do that you can send him a letter though so she does all that shit and then she uses her woman powers to like get inside and he's like I'm gonna take the keys but then Murtaugh somehow like teleported into there and knocked him out to take the keys and then she goes looking for him but he's already been moved and then they find out he's in the basement and she comes into the basement and Jamie's in there He's all fucked up. His hand is shattered from all the hand jobs he's had to give. <laughs> he 
jerked off the entire prison. <laughs> His hand is like a bag of bone shards and meat. It it it, it looks like um. It's like the bag you would shake up Scrabble tiles in. Yeah. That's what his hand has been Basically. turned into. And so and, uh, with more jizz on somehow it. Somehow it works. What happens is Jamie has to promise that he will let. But wait, before wait. that even happens. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Randall there's a returns. Lot in this scene. Oh, there's a lot, and it's amazing. Randall <laughs> returns with, with sloth a character from the you- Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Another a very unfortunate stereotype in this book. I was thinking of the natural from Fool, but oh, a yeah, kinda. big, giant, mentally retarded person who has a Her giant words. cock. He says it even less politely than that. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, yep. And if you don't listen to what I say, he's going to use that big mutant retard dick on you. And the whores won't fuck him because it's too big. <laughs> And he's, he's just, just like, like baby Ruth. Like, oh god damn it! <laughs> and then, then they get into this whole fight thing, and they trick the the big guy, and he's like, "Hey, you guys!" And then they, <laughs> Jamie, one handedly beats smashes that a, guy. Did you smash him on the, the head with a pot or something? With the leg of a stool. Oh yeah. While the big mutant guy hits him in the ribs with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he then but then when he clocks him out, he looks over and Randall has a knife to Claire's throat and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to kill her." And also that guy's going to wake up even dumber <laughs> and hornier. <laughs> Every time you hit him his dick gets bigger. He's like the Highlander. <laughs> the Highlander of boners. That's a different movie, I think. I don't I don't know if I saw that version. <laughs> His dick, each one of his balls is like a haggis. <laughs> just, oh, no. It's <laughs> a sack full of organs. Nate, Nate liked that one. <laughs> he loves a big set of balls. <laughs> you remember that line, Nate, in the book? He talks about his, how big his testes are. <laughs> yeah, I highlighted that. Chunk. In my audio book. <laughs> And then this is when Jay, Nate, this is what you're about to say. The most important part of the book happens now. Yeah. The Lock and Monster comes back. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> okay. So in order to get Randall to let Claire go, Jamie says like, oh, if you let her go, you can do anything to me. Just... Anything you want in the like go to Lilith Fair (laughs) in the like twenty four hours before I'm dead because I'm going to be hung anyway. Um, He's already hung, (laughs) and then and then Randall says, "Okay, yes," and then let's Claire go, and just like dumps her out the like back door of the prison, and then she has to fight a wolf. She fights a wolf. She breaks the wolf and neck. wins, <laughs> and then manages to find a hut or find some a house or whatever with some like Scottish dude that happened to be Jamie's the man who was gonna marry Jamie's mother but didn't because she picked the other guy and manages to get 
convince like local, him local lord to Sir, somehow Sir rescue like Jamie using cows. And I have <laughs> no, and I do not understand how yeah, that it, happened. It all how happens that off page. It does. What, what they imply is that they snuck all the cows into the basement through the wolf door. And <laughs> then they're like, hey, you got all my cows. And the warden's like, I don't have any of your cows. Like, well, let's go look in the basement. I'm like, who would keep cows there? And there's like, oh, here's all your cows. Don't tell anyone and I won't. <laughs> and then they managed to get Jamie out. With the cows, the cows get to, and they kill Randall. Alleged trampled. Allegedly. Yeah, you know he's not dead. There's nine more books. (sighs) Okay. So, and then, but (laughs) they kill Randall. He wants to get more of that ass. And then, (laughs) off page, off screen. And then Jamie has, is like, just a wreck. Not only because he's been (laughs) fucked a whole bunch of times. But, and, but also he's just like been beaten. He's just been beaten so relentlessly. And then, you know, all is, all is broken, everything. And then they managed to get him into a cart so that they can like wheel him to the sea and then take a boat to France. Then they're in France at an abbey, which is with one of Jamie's uncles who lives there, who another one of Jamie's uncles well, uh, this and then there's hun- what I imagine is hundreds of pages, but it's actually like <laughs> <laughs> there's there's still a, like four hours left in the audio book where no, it's probably more than that where they're back in France and he's getting he's like they're oh, on like an they're on like a deserted island where these monks live in an abbey and and. He's he's a, Jamie is very very hurt and he also is like sick and then he, he does recount uh, <laughs> Randall uh, spooning him and telling him he loves him and drinking his chest blood and making him drink his own chest blood so and in the process Jamie got a boner and he was like I'm so conflicted <laughs> yeah because it was really not pleasant but I got a boner. Uh, I'm really upset about this. And then... So I won't fuck you. No, no I can't even tell now. if you're joking right now. That's how outlandish outlandish this plot has gotten. And Is then Jamie says, I just, Claire, just leave me. Just go back to Scotland. Because he's like, I, I'm so ashamed. I just want to die. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, and you know she's like, uh, but actually she thinks about it for a second. She's like, oh, maybe he's just really <laughs> sad. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, so I mean, a condom. This guy's a real know, downer now. Being <laughs> raped multiple times, and he then he's like really ashamed. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess I shouldn't abandon him now. And then just because he took it in the behind doesn't mean you have to leave him behind. Exactly. It's, and then he gets really as the old sick. saying goes. Then he gets really sick and like just wants to die. So then Claire hatches a plan to get him, like, you know, get him angry by impersonating his rapist (laughs) so that he becomes angry. This happens in the fucking book. It's a weird experimental psychotherapy. By impersonating his rapist, and that somehow... Fixes him and then he's like, Oh, I guess I don't want to die because I'm just so fucking mad now because I'm a mad Scotsman. And then, didn't they also do a scene where like they do a bunch, she gives him a bunch of like inhalable drugs and they're like both tripping balls in this weird sweat lodge? 
that uh, happened. Because right? they're doing. I mean, this it goes back and forth between her trying to rehabilitate him with some Marvin Gaye style sexual healing, and her having lengthy conversations with the abbot about God and shit and the meaning of life, mm. and how like oh yeah, faith is the thing, and she's like oh yeah, Jesus. But ultimately, I mean, what was that like when she wanted to heal him? Did she she just pretend she like put a, put a hand over his mouth and groom? This is Jack. How's that, how's that sweet ass? I don't know. I got a Loch Ness monster for you right here. He's like, no, I don't like that. No. I want to put something else in your keep. Here's something you can keep. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> she, she rapes him back into good health. <laughs> she rapes him back to health. Yeah. It's really, you know, I didn't think about that, but it's really insane that that's what happened. <laughs> yep. Almost as insane as the whole Loch Ness monster thing. And this book is from the (laughs) 90s. Like, that wasn't that long ago. And then he eventually... by a woman. Also, yes. And he basically starts to get better. And then they're like, where are we going to go? We can't stay here forever. And they're like, oh, I guess we're going to go to Rome. But first, I'm going to fuck you in the hot springs. And then they do. And then she's like, oh, and I'm pregnant. Bum, 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 the end, and then it's also, the end, which is book. a big thing because she was uh, barren for the rest of the book, but his cum was so strong that he cured her uterus. Because he was shooting just straight steel cut oat style jizz into her. It was just it was like a shotgun which hadn't been invented yet. They based the shotgun like off of his It was like pouring the cement foundation for something. He was just like going in there. Caking the walls. He's like, he's stuck odor. There's a stucco ceiling inside of her. Right? I, I, didn't you text us <laughs> and that? So the end. <laughs> so the end. That's how it ends. That is how it ends, yes. That's nuts. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buttfucks about it. That book was way too long. It was absolutely too long. But it wasn't terrible. And the Loctus monster percentages was way too low. Needed more... <laughs> Needed more Nessie. I really, you know, once that's introduced, I really have a lot more questions. And if that's it, I don't. We're not going to read the rest of these books. I'll kill myself. But if that's not, only if that's the only mention of the Nessie, trial I've got to be so upset. Oh fuck! I didn't. Even, I had another beer. I didn't open. Shit. Drink it. Okay. In the beginning, Claire probably wished she had stayed home. <laughs> Et stayed home. Thirteen <laughs> from Evil Twin NYC. And it's a gosa brewed with karuba, which I don't know what that is. Isn't that like that sounds like the wax surfers put on their board? That's the other half of Aruba. Oh yeah. Well there's there's Aruba, Boruba, and Soruba. <laughs> this is the third one. Why is it when, a soft multiple C? choice you always pick C Ruba? Uh these these are not words. Karuba Lulo, which I think is uh Lulo and Stitch, yeah. Yeah, that's a Pixar movie or something. Sour sop. Which I happen to know what that is, actually. And pure pink Himalayan ancient sea salt. So it's expired. <laughs> Past its expiration date. Because oh, salt I expires. A, <laughs> I saw a social media thing at one point where someone posted their the artisanal Himalayan pink sea salt. And it was like, this sea salt was, you know, 200 million years ago deposited into the mountains here, and it was mined. What well, like the bottle kind of says, you know, ex- ex- it expires. Yeah. It's like, it's a million years old. <laughs> <laughs> but it expires in 18 months. We got it just in time. 
Also, isn't all salt that old? Oh, yeah. Um, this is a fine beer. It is... I don't know what these flavors are to be like, yeah, I have strong notes of Lulo. Are those the flavors uh, or, or those hops? It doesn't mention anything about hops. This is a sour beer. There's probably barely any in there. Oh. It just tastes like a sweet tropical juice. Perfect to drink in this winter weather. <laughs> so, Nate, what did you think of the book? Okay. Well, we know you loved it, but why? At first, I was like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> Until it got to the part where it was like, where Randall was like, told Jamie. Elton just John want, the villain? <laughs> was like, I, I just, if you, I just want to fuck you. And it was like, which was about halfway through. Then I was like, holy shit, that is, the, and that whole plot line was so bad. And then, it, it, okay, the book was way too long. But there was nothing wrong with the plot except for that one part until the last 25% where then it just got so fucking ridiculous where there's the like rescue mission into the prison, but then it doesn't work. And then Jamie has to say, forget me, just leave me here. Don't think about what he's going to do to me. And then they do rescue him using cows. With with an even worse plan. (laughs) Yes. And that like last like heist mission part just got so fucking stupid if if you like forget those things there was nothing <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it several if you forget the things points. if you forget the things <laughs> that were wrong with it there was nothing wrong with it <laughs> that's true it was that's always true <laughs> i was honestly quite surprised that all that stuff was in there i did not think i thought it was just okay how could you make it better just take off, take out the part where Randall was a wanted to rape men. Take uh, take out all that stuff, and just have him be the main villain of. The, you can keep him as the main villain of the book, and just have the ending be like some big fight or shootout between Jamie and Randall, where Claire has to like pick between you know, oh this is my like this is my one husband versus the other husband, you know, and have to pick between the two like. That would have been perfectly fine. And then that then then there's the end. And that would have been much more sensible than what we actually got. Than raping him back into mental wellness. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be way worse. It had a lot of really those plot points are pretty horrifically dumb. I thought this was just gonna be Lady gets warped back in the future. For MacGuffin, re- warp back into the past for MacGuffin reasons, and has to you know fuck her way through history. It's based like the- on every everything you heard about this show, which is like, oh, this lady just bangs people a lot, and they're in the old times, and she's got sucked into the past. But like the 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 fact that she was sucked back into the past is such like a small chunk of the book. It's almost inconsequential. Also, she could have just been from out of town, and it would have been essentially the same. <laughs> She could have just been in a ship that was blown off course. She could have actually been French. <laughs> she could have just been French and just, yeah. oh, I'm in it, Scotland and everything is weird She now. could have been a French herbalist and it would have been largely the same. I think it comes up in the book a little bit. I think it's a bigger deal it in the show and in the s- sequels, I would imagine. The whole, like, that she knows how this uprising is going to end. 
And that's one yeah. of the things she warns Jamie when she's about to go back into the rock portal. She says, just fucking don't do it. Don't go to this battle. They're going to lose. Stay away. They're going to kill everybody who was fucking around after who was there. Stay out of it. And so, like, that seems like an interesting uh, potential plot. You know, that she knows how this works out. But Jamie doesn't care. Like, Jamie's not a, a diehard supporter of the pretender king. Yeah. He's just like, whatever, I just don't want to get fucked in the butt. <laughs> and after that happens, he's like, I don't care about anything. So he doesn't really care about the politics of Scotland that much. So the conflict there of her knowing how it's going to happen and having to like persuade him, that never matters. Instead, he's just like, oh, all right, cool, I will go. So then her knowledge of the future is really not worth much, except for the to be able to throw a good dig at uh, Randall when she, when she says, I am a witch, and you're going you're gonna to get married, and you're going to have a kid, but you're going to die before it's born, and you're going to die on this day. And she gets to taunt him a little bit. But other than that, and being able to lament the lack of modern medicine, her knowledge of the present day, or 1946, it doesn't matter too much. Yeah. This could have been a lot worse, but I was also expecting it to be better. Or more like, if you, like, just, you know, go with the MacGuffin, it's like, oh, she goes back in time, and then she's having to live in the... That was the concept of the book. In the first half... Was perfectly fine. Was like, it, it was okay. And it just, for the most part, just got ridiculous at the end. And didn't need to be so fucking long. I imagine I, a lot of the later books will have more of the coming from the future stuff, right? I imagine, the only way I can imagine sustaining this for nine books is she must go back and forth in time. No, she goes to different countries. I, oh, she must have to go I've back to the future. Some people that have seen the show, they're like, now she goes to France and she goes, I think, to Italy or some shit. She goes to Aruba or like, you know, the New World at some point. So who the fuck knows? I'm curious to see what her position is in Aruba when she's like, ooh, slavery. Ooh. <laughs> but I really don't want to pick that sugar cane myself. <laughs> I guess I'll just, you know, they went in yeah. Rome. No, that's a different book. <laughs> Well, what do you think of the actual writing? Because I couldn't tell if it was fine or bad at points. I think it kind of, when you have a thousand pages in a mix of both, there were some lines that stuck about. out to me as shitty, like entertainingly shitty. Like when she describes what she looks like, it's like, what does Claire look like, right? Like you don't really get it too often, which I guess was nice. I don't have any idea what she looks like. Well, she's a white lady. Well, that part I knew. But that was a here's... Um, in the first part of the book, what we forgot because it was a thousand ages ago, everybody keeps talking about getting perms. <laughs> like, there's like five five hundred mentions in the first two chapters. Like, oh, she had a perm. Like, oh, she thought I had a perm. That's just what my hair looks like. Oh yeah. So she has curly brown hair, and this is one of the lines. Like, this is stupid. Someone says, "Oh, you know, something about your hair, your perm." <laughs> she goes, "I hadn't the heart to tell her that the waywardness of my light brown curls was strictly the fault of nature." and not due to any dereliction on the part of the permanent the permanent wave manufacturers. Her own tightly marshaled waves suffered from no such perversity. Like it sounds like Jane Austen. It does, but like about perms. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so it's <laughs> therefore stupid. And 
not very good. Like, she's like, thesaurus, engage. And she just worded it up. Yeah. I mean, but, my th- favorite, but most of it's not written like that, is it? I mean, most of it's there's just random pass- There's like just random snippets of that. Hmm. We're like, oh, you, you, you really laid it on a little thick here. Oh, I do like that they, uh, they call Sandringham an arse bandit at one point. <laughs> Forget about that line. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I found the fucking quote I was looking for about the lawyer. He fought with the law's chosen weapon of excruciating boredom. I liked that line, actually. But there's one, another one, describing, you know, herself or whatever. No, talking, comparing Frank, her modern-day husband, and Jamie, Scottish, hot, piece of, piece of ass, polyglot, horse enthusiast, warrior, big cock owner. <laughs> She goes, it was, it was difficult to imagine a greater contrast. Frank was slender, lithe, and dark, where Janie was large, powerful, and fair as a ruddy sunbeam. While both men had the compact grace of athletes, Frank's was the build of a tennis player. Jamie's the body of a warrior, shaped and battered by the abrasion of sheer physical adversity. And then this line I really like. Frank stood a scant four inches above my own five foot six. Like, what? Why do you need to tell us both of your heights in that sentence? It just seems it's like she, the, she's it's a like, height supremacist. She doesn't she doesn't fuck under six feet, but she slummed it with Frank. But it's like the sentence Nate always pointed right. Like he was as tall as a six foot tree. Like, <laughs> let me tell you what Frank was like. Frank was four inches taller than me, and I'm five foot six. Like, is this a shitty word problem? <laughs> It's <laughs> for second graders. Yeah. How tall was Frank? <laughs> Teacher also, told you to they... use a metaphor, so he was Do as tall use... as a six foot tree. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were there were it was fine. I wouldn't say it was well written, like particularly well written. But there were you know she stumbled across some funny lines or some clever lines. But there were plenty that were just dumb. This book is about is about fucking, also with some light witchcraft and mythological creatures and a really gay bad guy yeah but not gay in like the 1990s sense where you don't like something because you call it gay no like literally he is a gay rapist yeah like oh he's a gay fucker that guy and he punches women in the stomach to abort their babies and then and then fucking you know smirks about it and and it's like ha ha bitch (laughs) But then also, do we talk about how when the sister, do we talk about when the sister said, oh, he wanted to rape me, but he could only get a boner if you scream and struggle? Yeah, that sounds about right. Or if you make your voice real deep. So she kicked him in the dick, and he couldn't get a boner then. And then when he pulled his dick out, she laughed at it. And so then he couldn't perform because she wasn't screaming for her life. Oh, yeah, she didn't laugh. he just left. Yeah. He's, He's pretty, I mean, I'm sure there are people like that, unfortunately, in the world and in history. But it was it was pretty extreme. Do you think that over the many generations, like if she went back to different times, she would find the different descendants or ancestors of her husband? So she starts with like Frank, uh, starts with Black Jack who wants to rape her, and then in the present day, this guy who loves her. Like they would just get gradually less rapey and more nice over time. Like if she went to like eighteen ninety, the guy would be just like a dick, and he <laughs> smacked her a little bit, but he wasn't a rapist. Uh, maybe that's in the other books. I hope so. I hope that's really why there are nine series. books. Yeah, she has to meet all the different generations. That sounds like a goddamn nightmare. 
I can't imagine what the fuck else the other nine books can be. And the second she finds the wolf man. <laughs> and the third one is Frankenstein. It's Claire versus Frankenstein. It's like Abbott and Cello, but it's her going through time. But also, like, the villains have to get more ridiculous I, as the story I, I, I goes gotta on. I got to believe that this can guy's not they? dead. Well, like, does she meet in, like, book he four, wears a silly like, the hat. human centipede guy? <laughs> Like he's just making a human That's when they go to Germany. Scotsman. I don't know what else she could find. It's just a very high bar of the. <laughs> if the, honestly the centipede guy isn't in this, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. <laughs> well, people wanted us, wanted us to read this. This came in close. This is this was like the closest poll we ever had. Uh, well. The closest poll Jamie ever had was a different one. <laughs> was the closest po- book poll we ever had on Patreon. And a lot of people uh, people messaged me like, please do Outlander. And I'm like, I really I don't want to. But we did. It's and that's the kind of the theme of the book. Read. It's very rapey. <laughs> and I really don't want to do that. Uh, so who should read it? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anyone needs to read this. I don't know. I guess if you're like a romance novel schlock person, you, you go for it. You you do you. That's the only person I could think of. Nessie enthusiasts. <laughs> Cryptozoologists. We want a tease of Nessie, though. Yeah. The Nessie plotline really takes off in book four. This is right, like, this is like a centipede guy. This is like Game of Thrones, you know, like introducing all the characters and they'll have plot lines later on. Like, does she go back in time to meet Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, what other foreign <laughs> That would be, that'd be into the future for her. She hangs out with O.J. Simpson on a fateful night, 1994. <laughs> she was the gunman on the grassy knoll. <laughs> JFK was a descendant of Jack Randall. She accidentally ends up holding a door open for John Wilkes Booth. She's <laughs> like, her way through time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only Forrest Gump had a time machine, then he could do all those things. <laughs> like hold the door open for John Wilkes Booth. That would have been a great Forrest Gump book. <laughs> Forrest Gump in time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they they made a they make still making the show, so must still be going. Show's been on since twenty fourteen. Yeah, I saw their. But it's their, on Stars. Their, so who the fuck watches yeah, that? Yeah, Stars. They're doing seasons five and six now, which is why I mean, we're doing this fucking thing because the season's coming out. Yep, allegedly. <laughs> I think it, yeah, it starts in uh, a few days after this episode comes out. I think. Just in time for fuck season. I think if you like historical romance, you'd like the book, and if you like that genre, you're probably not adverse to overly long books or overly long yeah. penises. You probably prefer them. Who doesn't? Hmm. Jamie wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, most people prefer them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I guess that's it for this book. And uh, thanks for suggesting it. And I hope you're pleased with yourselves, patrons. And uh, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you want to support the podcast, feel free to head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club. You can support us in exchange for real life money that you won't throw away supporting the Jacobite 
uh, revolution. Or you could leave us a review wherever you're listening. I just found out you could leave a review on Spotify. So uh, we have at least one review on Spotify now. <laughs> or you could just go, you know, tell someone to check out the podcast. And, uh, and, and that would be uh, greatly appreciated. And you can also join us on Goodreads, where in our discussion group, we'll be reading the companion piece to the series, Nessie, the Cock Ness Monster. <laughs> I've heard that so many times, it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.